Today's episode of the Mission Daily is brought to you by Jamf Now, the number one device management solution for all your company's Apple devices. To learn more about how Jamf Now can help you secure your Macs, iPads, or iPhones, head to jamf.com slash mission daily to set up your first three devices for free. That's jamf.com slash mission daily or click on the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, this is Chad, and today on the Mission Daily, we have two, or maybe three, special announcements. The first one, the Mission Daily was selected by Apple as one of the best of 2018. So the Mission Daily was the one of the best podcasts as selected by Apple for 2018. Wow, that's so, so awesome. We could not have done it without you, the amazing listeners. You hear Ian in the background, you hear Steph. You don't hear Toasty because, oh, there he is. There you go. Good boy. That's a good pup. And that's the first announcement. Second announcement, one of our other podcasts, actually our first one, The Story, was also selected by Apple as the best of 2018. That is so exciting. Again, we couldn't do it without you, the listener. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And to celebrate this, it brings us to our third announcement. We are going to be playing all throughout the holiday season on the Mission Daily, the best episodes from The Story. That's right. We've been through four incredible seasons of the story. And if you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't know, the story is a historical fiction podcast where we tell the unknown backstory of people who changed the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, Jamp. Thank you for making this happen. And as always, thank you, the listener, for enjoying it. This is the story of one woman who was laughed at, made people laugh, and then had the final laugh. Today's story is called The Woman Who Everyone Laughed At. She was about to throw up. Each step towards the microphone made her stomach churn, but she continued forward anyways. Half of the audience was getting a drink, but the rest were in their seats, staring directly at her. Good or bad, this would be over in 10 minutes anyways. She just prayed that her stomach would hold up the whole time. You see... Sarah wasn't particularly good at stand-up. She'd been laughed at her whole life, but not always in a good way. Now that she was actually trying to make people laugh, she found it to be one of the hardest things she'd ever done. She was terrified of public speaking, of being rejected by a large audience. But she refused to step down from the stage. In her early life, she had been through much worse, and she was determined not to let anything limit her. A decade ago, at age 16, Sarah witnessed her best friend get killed by a car. That same year, her parents divorced. Later that year, two of her previous prom dates tragically passed away within months of each other. In the span of just one year, her life had become terrifying and confusing. Her father watched Sarah face that year of horror. He saw her struggling and wasn't sure what to do. To try and help, he bought her a motivational set of tapes called How to Be a No Limit Person by Dr. Wayne Dyer. The girl looked up to her father, so she listened to the tapes. Then she listened again, and again. She became meticulous about the information she fed her mind. Soon, she only wanted to listen to inspirational stories. From that year of tragedy, she had developed a motivation that would stick with her her entire life. Sarah knew she was going to be successful. She just wasn't sure how yet. She wanted to be on The Oprah Winfrey Show, 
she imagined herself sitting on stage in front of a crowd and talking with Oprah. She had no idea why she would be invited on, but she was still determined to make it a reality. Meanwhile, her self-help tapes were helping, but they weren't exactly helping her make friends. They were helping her become a running joke amongst her high school classmates. Her friends would avoid riding home in her car for fear of being stuck with her and her friend, Dr. Wayne Dyer. They laughed. She smiled and kept listening. When high school was finished, Sarah was accepted into a decent college. But after two years, she became restless and left, choosing to pursue a legal communications degree at another school. She was ambitious, but wasn't sure how or where to direct all that energy. She eventually applied to law school, but after two failed admissions tests, her law aspirations were over before they even started. Law school wasn't going to be in her future. At this point, she was becoming desperate for a job, so she interviewed to play Goofy at Disney World. The interviewers loved her spunk, but she simply wasn't tall enough to convincingly play Goofy. She was willing to take any position, and she ended up getting a job as a Disney World greeter. She spent that grueling summer navigating the park in 100-degree Florida heat covered in sweat. On a good day, she was greeting strangers. On a bad day, she was greeting old high school friends. They were still laughing. She was still smiling. After three months of greeting at Disney, Sarah left and accepted a job offer in Atlanta. Her new job was to sell fax machines door-to-door. It wasn't glamorous, and it sure wasn't easy. Selling was new to her, and she was uncomfortable, but she was determined to learn fast. Eager to become a no-limit person, she decided to tackle her fear of public speaking. She'd been to several stand-up comedy clubs and saw an opportunity. These clubs were a place where she'd be forced to face her fear. At an open mic night, she stepped up to the challenge. There, she got on stage and was paralyzed by fear, and she completely bombed. She was shaking as she walked off stage. Off stage, one of the more experienced comedians gave her an important piece of advice. Try to use words with the letter K's at the end of your jokes. It'll make people laugh. Sarah took those words to heart. Between sales and stand-up comedy, she was rejected thousands of times. Soon, that fear of rejection, it was a distant memory. Now, she had a new habit of getting up in front of people and whipping up an unruly crowd was second nature. By day, she had mastered the art of selling. At night, she was learning how to keep them laughing. Her daily routine became natural. Small victories started to compound. She was serious about creating a better life, and she was putting in the work to get it. Despite the success, she still wasn't sure where she was heading. She knew that she wanted to create something that would improve the lives of millions of people. But what exactly that thing was was still beyond her. Most outside observers might laugh at her lofty goal. To the casual observer, it might look like she was being unrealistic and expecting a miracle. But to some of the greatest teachers in the world, her ambitions were finally matching how the universe actually works. As Osho famously says, be realistic, expect a miracle. She kept patiently waiting to stumble on that big idea. She was looking for the one that would make all the struggles worth it. And finally, it hit her one night at a party. She immediately wrote it down. Then she began to map out all the daily steps she'd need to complete in order to bring it to life. After that, she got to work. To protect her idea, she didn't discuss it with anyone for an entire year, not even her friends and family. During that time, she kept executing her daily tasks. She continued to learn new skills, and she refused to seek advice or encouragement from all of the armchair critics. She worked nights and weekends, 
She skipped parties and stopped hanging out with all the people who would only bring her down. Despite all of that hard work, she was still a long way off from creating her invention. Her current situation didn't suggest that she could invent something and then successfully bring it to market. After all, she was still living at home and she'd been selling office equipment door to door for seven years. She only had $5,000 in savings. But appearances can be deceiving. An old quote by Earl Nightingale is perfect at this point. Earl Nightingale was famous for saying that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. By this definition, Sarah was already a massive success. Soon, she had meetings at law firms to patent her idea, but they all laughed at her. Later, one of the attorneys would say that the idea was so bad that he thought he was secretly being filmed by candid camera. That rejection hurt, but she was used to it by now. None of them would take her seriously, so she bought a book about patents and trademarks. Then she wrote her own patent. Next, she cold-called the manufacturers who could make her product. Again, she faced more laughs and more rejection. Not a single manufacturer would commit. Sarah needed a break, and after years of struggling with this idea, she needed encouragement. She looked to her friends. After months of being a recluse, everyone wanted to know what she'd been up to. They heard that she had invented something. When she told them, they dismissed it as too simple. She was now in uncharted territory. She needed support and mentorship, so she joined the Young Entrepreneurs Organization. They assigned her to a group that was made up of experienced male entrepreneurs. The men looked at their newcomer and were a bit skeptical. They asked her about her business plan and go-to-market strategy. She replied that she didn't have any plans or strategies, that she'd been using visualization, and she'd been asking the universe for help. The men were dumbfounded. They didn't take her seriously. But unlike everyone else, they didn't try to drag her down. Later, Sarah would learn that many of them placed bets on how long her business would last. They bet against her. But thankfully, she was too busy taking action to notice. By now, several of the people who doubted her were starting to warm up to the idea. Friends and family tried out early versions of her product. While traditional manufacturers tested products on mannequins, she tested her products on people, on her family, on friends, on willing strangers. She tested, iterated, changed her invention, all to make people happy. Now, all she needed to do was to find a manufacturer to make the product. She reached out to a new manufacturer. He was skeptical, but when he showed Sarah's prototype to his young daughter, she desperately wanted one. He finally agreed to make it. Sarah wasn't moving fast. In fact, she was moving quite slow, but slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Soon, she had a prototype in hand. It all went back to that fateful night at that party where she got that one big idea. She'd been so uncomfortable in her pantyhose that she cut the feet off and just wore the legs and waist. They were open-toed and she loved how they kept her shape. That was her big idea. And now a manufacturer had agreed to make it. The next steps were finding the packaging that fit the product. It took her three months to design and then redesign her product packaging. She bought 10 different boxes of her competitors and laid them across her floor. They were all ugly white and beige boxes. They were boring, way too serious. She wanted her product to be the exact opposite. She wanted them to be fun to buy, so she made the box bright red. It took her another year to design the name for her creation. She crafted and rewrote the name that would appear on that little red box hundreds of times. Just like with the jokes she wrote as a comic, she knew iteration was key. She landed on a name, the Open-Toed Delilahs, 
a name that reflected the product origin. A few weeks after deciding on the name, she suddenly remembered some important advice she received as that young, aspiring comedian. Use the letter K to make things funny. The open-toed Delilahs had to go. A new name popped into her mind. A name everyone would remember. A name they all would laugh at. She was awarded her own patent and put that name on the bright red box. Then Sarah got back to selling and closed her first major sale with Neiman Marcus. Finally, the universe was responding to her requests. In this case, the universe presented itself as a studio producer who called her home and asked if she wanted to appear on a show. It was a show that wanted to feature her and her new signature pantyhose. It was a show hosted by Oprah Winfrey. The producer asked if she could handle the order volume that was going to come from the show. With no website and the pantyhose still lying unfinished on her table in her small apartment, Sarah closed her eyes and said yes. Who knows if the groundbreaking pantyhose would have been a hit without that little red box? Who knows if the open-toed Delilahs would have been beloved by the customers and flown off the shelves of Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, and Saks? Maybe it was a funny name that skyrocketed sales from zero to over $8 million in one year. The funny name written by a fax machine salesperson. The funny name written by an aspiring comedian. That funny name appeared on Oprah Winfrey, and it was selected as one of her top gifts of the year. A name that everyone could remember. It was a name that had a hard K at the end. Spanx. Sarah Blakely would go on to turn her savings of $5,000 into a company worth over a billion dollars. She became the world's youngest self-made woman billionaire. After Spanx became successful in the eyes of the world, the people from her past started to reach out. Soon, Sarah was getting a bunch of texts and emails from the same high school friends who made fun of her for listening to Wayne Dyer. But now it was different. They didn't laugh. They all said the same thing. They wished they had listened to those tapes. And what about all the men in her Young Entrepreneurs Organization group? Well, Sarah still meets up with that same group once a month. In fact, she's done that for 14 years. And the group even takes an annual trip together. These were the same guys that bet against her. Now, they all ask her how to talk to the universe. When you're on an interesting path or chasing that big idea, you're going to face rejection. Instead of seeing that criticism from others as a sign to stop, maybe it's just a signal that you're onto something and that you need to work harder. Sarah believed that her ideas could become real. She guarded and nurtured those ideas. She didn't let them be killed in the cradle. She sought guidance, kept the faith, and put in work to eliminate her fear and self-doubt. So let them laugh. Let them bet against you. And in the meantime, guard your ideas. Take massive action. Cold call the people you want to connect with. Explain your ideas and understand that people are going to try to pick them apart. Set standards for yourself that are high enough to make others uncomfortable. That's her story. What's yours going to be? Hey, this is Ian from The Mission. I talk to Fortune 500 CIOs and IT visionaries about how much effort and energy they put into securing their devices but they have teams of hundreds of IT professionals, an advantage that the average business doesn't have. Until now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your company's Apple devices. As your business grows, so does your digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. This is especially true if you have remote employees, like we do at The Mission. With Jamf Now, 
You can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, or even lock and wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And all of this with no IT experience needed. The Mission Daily listeners can start securing their businesses today by setting up their first three devices for free forever. Add more starting at just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash mission daily. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash mission daily. We love Jamf and you will too. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.